Well, here we go. It's Monday night, 9.12 p.m. And this is, of course, the Toronto Beer Podcast. With me, Chris Schreier. Let's get some opening effects. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. I gotta take a drink. Mmm. Not what I'm drinking tonight on the podcast, but I'll tell you this one for free. Farmer's Tan IPA for most hosts is pretty tasty. Reminds me a lot of High Lie from uh, Cigar City down in Florida. Drink a lot of High Lie whenever I'm in the States, which doesn't happen too often. Uh, but we did uh, go to Florida a couple years in a row there visiting with family, and High Lie was a favorite. And uh, Farmer Tan IPA. Reminds me of that. Anyway, just finishing that off, and then we're going to move into what I'm actually drinking tonight. Mmm! So did you get a chance to check out the quiz show yet? If you're watching at home live, which uh, doesn't look like anybody is just yet, but if you were to be, uh, you maybe were listening live when I did it with Sam a couple weeks ago. Finally got around to digging that audio out of the video and posting it live, and I gotta tell you, what a romp! There are not a lot of people in the craft beer scene that I enjoy spending time with, digitally or physically, uh, which sounds kind of dirty. Sam and I have never fooled around, but uh, Sam would be right up there on the top of the list uh, with a couple of other uh, quality, quality people in the craft beer scene. Love that guy. So if you haven't checked it out, it should be in your podcast feed. If you're listening to this, it'll be the previous one. Um, it doesn't have an episode number because it's an episode out of time. That's what I called it. So uh, dig that. A lot of fun. A lot of history and trivia. Uh, for those of you following along, I did mention I was going to look into making a Kahoot, uh, which is the popular quiz-based platform that all the cool kids are using these days, what with their Google Classrooms and Zoom meetings and so on and so forth. However, the way that I wrote the questions often did not work well with these zoom formats so we're exploring some other options the other thing is there were some aspects of that quiz which were very sam specific but i think it might be kind of fun put together a bit of a craft beer quiz maybe a more general one and then bring people on get them to do it maybe i'll anyway you don't need to get into the nuts and bolts of this i'm just i'm just thinking out loud right now don't need to do this it's fine let's drink some beer uh tonight what a night i got a banger here i'm not even sure i'm gonna take a look right now at if it's still available um because i'm not sure if they still have this one in the stock or not but this is a godspeed beer from oh, i gotta go to the shop here uh, from Godspeed, which makes sense because I just said it is still available. I'm going to warn you guys, not cheap. This one is not cheap, but this is the Taru Ichi, which, uh, is in Japanese. It means first barrel. This is the first beer that they've canned out of their barrel program. If I recall the story correctly, let me see if I can pull up some info on this. Uh, I really shouldn't be doing this live, but Hey, there you go. Taroichi meaning first barrel. Our first barrel aged beer to be released in package has been over two years in the making on its face. This beer features. Oh, let's stop there. I don't want to know what it features. I'm flipping back to my stream. Um, cause I like to 
well, I, I bought four, and this is my last one. I've had this, guys, but uh, I like to think about it without being told, you know what I mean? What do I know about it based on the can? It is a barrel-aged Godspeed-style porter clocking in at a massive 8.5%. And as I noted, it's not cheap. I think it's around $7.50 a can. Um, we tend to expect beers these days. A good, uh, a good hallmark would be uh, a dollar per 100 mil. So a 355 mil can, if it's 350, I know that's expensive for a lot of people, but that's from a brewery. That's acceptable. Um, generally find it a little bit cheaper at the LCBO. Um, LCBO, you're dealing in higher volume and stuff. And also you have to be competitive, but, uh, for brewery releases, uh, buck a hundred mil, pretty reasonable when you're dealing with a 8.5% porter that spent two years in a barrel. Obviously you need to start adding in <laughs> some more money to make that uh, math work. Um, so at almost twice what I just said, I still personally think this beer is a good value. You want to know why? Glad you asked. I love the way that one sounded. Oh man, I'm looking at the waveforms. It was like more of a kind of sound. It wasn't like a tsh. I was never one much for beatboxing. What do we got here? I got my little uh, cask days uh, from 2008. This is a 12 year old cask days glass. Kind of poured into that. I thought that'd do it well. And what have we got? Well, good golly gee Terwilligers. This is black, as you would expect from a porter. I could tell when I was pouring, it's tending towards brown. I can see a little brown around the edges, uh, as opposed to, say, being red. Um, definitely a brown uh, malt base, but black, black as night, that is... I was going to say, oh, there's a glimmer of red. Nope, that's the power light color casting from my monitor. Um... It's it's brown and black and I mean that's what it is. It's it's a porter. Um, not a ton of head on that pour, although I wasn't trying very hard. Also, this wasn't a wet glass, and I think we've talked about this, but it's always best to pour your beer into a pre-moistened glass if you're not afraid of the word moist, which I'm not. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. On the nose, tons of barrel. Oh, man. It's vanilla and tobacco. Chocolate. I just bumped my face off my mic. Yeah. Molasses. Did I say that already? Brown sugar slash molasses. Maybe a touch of smoke from the malt, but not much. Uh, I'm trying to figure out what the spirit from the barrel was. I mean, the brown sugar is making me think rum, but I'm getting like that vanilliness. Could be a bourbon barrel too. Does it say? Well, we'll find out in a minute because we know we have the page pulled up, and it might say. Oh, it's a tough call because there's the the leathery vanilla thing makes me kind of lean towards bourbon, but this big, very sweet, molassesy smelling brown sugar hit, you know, obviously makes you think dark rum. Mmm, tons of barrel, though. Beautiful, beautiful aroma now. Mmm. <laughs> mm. That's a weird effect. When I was laughing, I still have water in my ear. I was in the lake earlier today. 
Huh. I thought I got that all out. Anyway, uh, back to the mirror. A little ADD tonight, apparently. Hmm. Tons and tons of barrel character. Nice. Mm. Dark berries, maybe, to there. That was unexpected. Yeah, like, uh... Like, not very tart. Almost overripe, like, raspberry or maybe dark cherry. Tons of chocolate on the palate. Bit of coffee, for sure. That vanilla and leather, definitely a bit tobacco-y. Um, interestingly, not as sweet as you'd expect based on that molasses-y kind of... Uh, uh, pop off the the nose um yeah to be fair less rummy uh on the palate than it is on the nose mm. amazingly for 8.5 percent not a lot of heat at all almost none typically with a beer that says you expect a little bit of a up through your nose and mouth i'm not getting much Ooh, yeah this is a bourbon barrel or maybe a whiskey barrel Definitely. I'm, I'm going to, I'm almost going to guarantee you bourbon or whiskey, maybe a whiskey barrel. I don't, don't want to get too predictive here. There's part of me that wonders if it's Highland Park. Mmm. Delicious beer. Let's take it to the tape and see, because I really got to know this now. Um, bourbon barrels, so not Highland Park. Yep, bourbon. Okay, I'll buy that. Definitely a whiskey, bourbony kind of pop to it. A lot of uh, vanilla, leathery, tobacco-iness, which I definitely associate more with the the bourbon than with the uh, than with uh, than with the porter itself. Cola-like highlights. Cola, that's interesting. I tend to think cola. Well, the sweetness and that molasses. Yeah, I could buy that. And I, I always think of a medicinaliness about cola. But then again. I think I'm thinking of an idealized cola as opposed to, like, a can of Coke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that fruitiness. It's not quite as juicy as the berries I initially was thinking. It's jammier. Like dried fruit, almost. Kind of dried cranberry, maybe? Hmm. It's delicious. This is a really good beer. Um... I'm really happy to be drinking it as my last beer before I shut her down until Friday, as Sam and I discussed in uh, the uh, the quiz show, if you listen to it. Um, yeah, this is insane. This is a very good beer. Part of the reason why I chose the Castes glass, for one, it's smaller, and this is obviously a 355 mil can, but also I feel like it gives it a bit of a... It elevates the experience a little. And this is definitely a slow sipping kind of beer. Mmm. Dates, maybe? Or raisiny? Raisiny. That's that molasses and dried fruit thing happening, is you get a raisiny or currenty kind of quality to it. With chocolate. That's a pretty good beer. Um, the usual question what do you drink it with? A smoking jacket and a wing chair. Nice pair of slippers. Maybe a corgi sitting at your feet. That's what I would. Uh, I'd smoke with it for sure. Smoke a pipe, maybe. Maybe um, 
don't really talk too much about smoking. I don't smoke cigarettes, but uh, I do enjoy a pipe or a, a cigar. And, you know, other stuff too, but that's not what we're having with this. Um, with the pipe, that's an interesting question. Brigham makes some really interesting blends. Um, I would lean more towards traditional, not get into too many fruity flavors. Go heavy on the tobacco. That's probably going to work pretty well. Again, not a super smoky beer by any standard. Um, I, I don't think there's any smoked malt in it at all. With a black beer like that, you always get a little char or a little roast off of the malt, but it's not inherently smoky. But all those other flavors go so well with a bit of smoke. Um, and then obviously a cigar would be fantastic. Um, my kind of go-to these days, there's... um. Actually, it's funny. I said Brigham, same company. Um, there's Brigham and Moore. That's M-O-R-E, not the name M-O-O-R-E, uh, on Queen Street, not too far from me. Uh, lovely little tobacconist. Really good, actually. You know, it's a tough balance to strike when you sell tobacco that way, um, because on the one hand, it's really easy to be really uh, take yourself way too seriously <laughs> and be a total jerk to the people who come into the store. Um, on the other, you don't want to go to a convenience store like you're buying an expensive product. You want to feel like you're buying an expensive product. Um, so Brigham and Moore, I think, uh, really strikes the balance well. Um, gone are the days when you could go into a tobacconist and just walk into the humidor you kind of always have to ask and you're always accompanied because i guess shoplifting is a problem or and especially now in covid times i haven't been in since covid times i wouldn't want tobacco that people have been breathing all over right now i'm sure burning it would probably kill anything on it but i mean you don't burn the part you stick in your mouth so that's a problem anyway brigham and more like those guys and they do a couple of really nice house brand of cigars now i used to in my younger days by younger i mean not child but like you know late teens early 20s um smoke some very beautiful uh you know the sort of cigars you would see in cigar aficionado magazine um because I had disposable income and um, I was an idiot. Uh, but I did enjoy those cigars. <laughs> I used to, when I was in high school, I would, my last year I was 19, and I would go out at lunch and smoke a fucking $15 cigar, and I had a little Mickey of whiskey. <laughs> that was a bit of an affectation. Um, anyway, uh, now what I like, and I discovered to my pleasure in un unending pleasure. Uh, when I've spent time in Nicaragua, some Nicaraguan cigars are pretty solid. And, and the key to them is they're not the best cigar you're going to smoke by any standard. Oh, at least I haven't come across one where I'm like, that one's off the chart, but they punch way above their weight, especially when you're thinking in terms of cost. Um, so often places like Brigham and Moore have their house brand. Um, they have a couple of uh, varietals, uh, Brigham and Moore, but one of them is a Nicaraguan. And I get those Nicaraguan uh, Robustos. That is a great cigar. Um, smoke those all day. Take them fishing. Just sit out front. It's nice. Um, so if that's what you're uh, leaning towards with this uh, beer, highly, highly, highly recommend um if you get into really deep into the weeds um go for a maduro wrapper not a, a connecticut shade um i find uh when you're trying to keep up with a big uh very layered complex beer um 
the Connecticut Shade is, is a beautiful, uh, mellow wrapper. Uh, but Maduro, I find, gives you a little bit more pepper, a little bit more punch. Um, obviously, you're limited because the people who make it are going to make it however they want. Um, and typically with a Maduro wrapper, you're going to get a more robust smoke anyway. Um, so that's the direction I would go with that. If you're insisting that you're going to eat food with this, uh, good luck. Sticky toffee pudding. You heard it first here, kids. Mm. Have some sticky toffee pudding with this uh, and then have the cigar and then pff, all your dreams will come true. Was that the promise? that I think that was the promise that they made in Napoleon Dynamite, right? Vote for Pedro and all your dreams will come true. Those are words to live by, kids. Anyhow, what a beer from Godspeed. According to the web shop, still available. Godspeed still, as far as I know, I haven't confirmed this recently, but doing home delivery. Bless their souls. So uh, get yourself some Godspeed. I know I keep telling you this. I keep doing Godspeed beers. It's because I love them so darn much. And they're so darn close. And if I order beer from their web store before 3 p.m., it's delivered that day. That's really hard to beat, guys. Uh, top quality. Amazing people. Fantastic delivery schedule. What else do you want? So that's what we're drinking tonight. Taro Ichi from... Godspeed Brewery to uh, BIM and uh, obviously uh, Yamanaka-san and all the staff there. A deep, heartfelt arigato from uh, me, Chris Schreier. And uh, I would highly recommend getting into some of this. Let's talk in a second. Let me just have a bit more beer. Mm -mm -mm. That's something. So, kids, what's going on? Well, obviously still nothing, as we keep saying. Uh, no events to talk about to speak of. I did notice that um, Steam Whistle seems to be advertising because they can't do the Roundhouse Craft Beer Festival, which, by the way, it's a pretty good beer festival. I would I would recommend checking that one out next year. Um, they're doing a, uh, it looks like um, you can get a case of beer uh, with like a selection from all the breweries that would have typically participated. That's a cute idea. I like that. Might even do that. See about getting me a case of the uh, Steam Whistle uh, Craft Beer Festival box and uh, run through those. Because, uh, yeah, like I say, it's a great festival. Lots of good breweries at that. Um, nothing's going to replace the joy of being in Roundhouse Park, which is delightful. Um, but we can't have it all right now. And what with the COVIDs and all, this is as good as it's going to get. Uh, other things that are happening, well, you know, they're opening things back up. They're saying bars opening soon in Toronto. Uh, patios, obviously, that's the ideal. You definitely want to be outside, guys. The, we still don't know much about this, this pox upon our society, but what they're starting to understand, um, they used to think it was just spit droplets, which are like drops, <laughs> They're realizing, in fact, no, it does aerosolize, depending on the person carrying it. Um, and especially with aeros aerosolization, that's a really hard word to say. Uh, you do not want to be in a confined space when that happens, because aerosolized uh, stuff <laughs> is suspended in the air. Droplets fall. That's why they say keep six feet away, because unless you're really projecting, your spit droplets don't really travel that far. They fall to the ground before it hits your 
friend that you're talking to in the mouth. Uh, aerosolized droplets, on the other hand, are suspended in the air. This, by the way, is how measles spreads. That's why measles is so horribly, horribly virulent, is uh, if a carrier is in a, an enclosed room, all of the air in that room will shortly be carrying measles. and The infection rate is obscene. Um, COVID looks like it does have some aerosolized uh, spread. Uh, at least that's what I'm hearing. And by no means am I a person who does any sort of research into this, but I listen to a lot of podcasts. So I'm basically an internet expert. Uh, send me my certificate. But uh, outside is the point. And so if you want to get out and have a beer with some friends, and believe me, we all do. Uh, outside, please. At a patio, properly distanced from not only the person across from you, but the people on either side of you. Um, and then if you're doing that, please, please, please be gracious. Be gracious to the staff. Be gracious to the other people drinking and be gracious to the public walking by. Um, it's going to be, well, maybe it won't be tough to remember. Maybe the moment you sit down, you will be completely taken by the sense of what an immense privilege it is to be able to go out and sit down at a table and have somebody bring you a beer that you can drink. But if that doesn't immediately occur to you, stop yourself and check in and say, how long has it been since I've been able to do this? Top secret, guys, it might not last. If history has taught us anything about these things, we're going to get shut down again. So enjoy it while you can. Also be aware, you might be part of the reason why we're going to get shut down again. So just play it cool, okay? Be safe and, uh, and, and be gracious, be kind, appreciate it, and, uh, and, and, uh, and, and, and enjoy, but like I say, enjoy it and get out there. Because for the bars that are opening, they are stupid starving financially right now and uh, they need all the help they can get so there's a real tough line and you're gonna have to do some soul searching and ask yourself uh how does the scale balance for you if you or somebody you love is immunocompromised this is completely out of the question um on the other hand if you're young and healthy and have a low exposure factor aside from this this is a great way that you can help support businesses that you really love and that you want to see stick around so you're going to have to figure that out for yourself you know it might this is going to sound serious for just going out for a beer but you might want to talk to a doctor or uh if, you know if you know somebody in the field of immunology uh you're probably going to want to talk to the people you live with because just because you want to go out for a beer doesn't necessarily mean the people you live with want you to bring anything home um be that a date or a disease so it's a new brave new world we're in and you're gonna have to figure it out for yourself so if you're gonna go out and enjoy a patio uh enjoy it appreciate that privilege that you can do this and just make sure that you're going in with your eyes open your head up and uh as always whether it's going out for a beer on a patio or just wrapping up a podcast, be good to people and take care of each other. While you're out there, remember that there are still a lot of people protesting and they're not protesting you going to a patio, or at least most of them aren't. Uh, there are much, much, much more important things to be protesting right now. Um, but uh, remember that it's a position of privilege that we can do these things uh, instead of protesting. And so really take some time to appreciate that as well. And of course, consider uh, if you can't, in fact, participate with a protest for yourself. And I know for a lot of people right now, 
finances are real, real tight. Uh, but if you can donate, by all means, um, tons of awesome opportunities to make financial, which is very real, tangible uh, connections with uh, organizations right now. Um, to be honest with you, the easiest way, do a little search on Instagram of the BLM hashtag. Uh, you will find no shortage of organizations posting. Uh, find an organization that's posting stuff that resonates with you. Do your due diligence. And if they're the place that you think you want to support, by all means, if it's within your uh, capacity, um, send them a donation or if they have a subscription or whatever, uh, sign up for it and, uh, and really make these protests and this energy um, mean something. Um, I was listening to a podcast actually today. I can't remember which one it was. I'm going to have a sip of beer. One second. And they were talking about how different these protests feel, that it feels like maybe something might actually come out of these. Um, for one, it's been, th I think, three weeks now since George Floyd was murdered, and um, it isn't letting up. It doesn't help that they keep killing black people. Um, so maybe that's part of the reason why there's been, I think, two at least well-documented cases of police brutality killing black people since George Floyd, which is really awful. Um, but, uh, maybe that's part of the reason why, but maybe it is just people are finally cluing in, but we are really, really good at forgetting about just going back to normal. Maybe COVID's part of the reason why, because we can't really go back to normal in other aspects of our life, but whatever it is, it feels like these protests are doing something. Um, and while, raising awareness is great and i don't want to take a cent away from that if we aren't supporting organizations be it financially or with volunteer time uh that are doing the actual nuts and bolts work then the protest is for nothing so uh again with the caveat that i know a lot of people are hurting a lot financially for a lot of you right now it's just out of the question to give money to anything but if that's not the case, if you if you are a professional who's been working from home and hasn't had an interruption of pay, um, now is the time. Um, if for no other reason than that momentum that we've built uh, is going to ensure that that money is going to actually have an impact and, and, and do good work. So if at all possible, please uh, find an organization you... Um, you connect with and uh, make a donation if possible. Uh, if not, if uh, money is really tight and you've got nothing to do right now because you're not working, at the very least, consider checking out some resources and, and just educating yourself some more. Um, there's some fantastic documentaries on Netflix. And in fact, a bunch of publishing companies have opened up rights and have posted a lot of really good um often made by people of color uh, resources are available now on YouTube and Vimeo where you can go and watch uh, feature length documentaries, um, series, whatever, uh, for free. Um, you don't even need to have a Netflix or a prime or whatever account. And, uh, that's a really fantastic opportunity to just educate yourself because the thing is activism is great. Um, but activism for the sake of activism is not great. Um, you need to actually understand and know why it is that you're feeling outraged. And, uh, and while as a person who's not uh, a person of color, I'm, I'm very clearly white and identify and, and understand that as such. Um, it's, it's different. I, I've talked a lot about the fact that I, I've had some pretty 
bad experiences with the police, but at no point in any of them have I ever been worried that I might die. Um, and my children never get worried if I were to get pulled over by a police officer. That's just not part of our existence. So there are aspects that I'm never going to understand, no matter how much I read, um, because I just have, haven't lived that in, 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 in this world, I can't live it. Um, but there's a lot of things that I can understand and that I can, um, rationally, uh, take in and, and, and parse in my own context. And so continuing that process of learning and reading, and most importantly, listening, it's the best thing we can do right now. So however you manage it, whether that's, uh, following, um, you know, people of color on Instagram or Twitter, um, immediately to my mind, Desmond Cole is such a fantastic, amazing, strong black voice in, in Toronto, but in, in the world in general. Um, I'm not sure how much he's posting anymore, but when I used to actually spend time on Twitter, I was always amazed by uh, Andre Domize, Domize, I'm not sure how you pronounce his last name, but uh, he actually ran for mayor, um, two elections ago, I think. And, uh, smart and eloquent, funny, but very real, never afraid to back down from a situation. Fantastic people that you can look into. Um, Instagram's the same. It's, it's not hard if you take a little bit of time to expose yourself to voices that you wouldn't have otherwise connected with. Um, that can be beer related, but that can also just be generally, um, so take some time to just listen. Uh, if, if you're not a person of color, um, and uh and take this as time to learn to onboard things and see how those ideas impact you and change the way you view things um and allow yourself the space to to grow the other thing to allow yourself the space to do is to be wrong um i talk with people a lot um not just in the context of what's going on with with race relations but in general um we talk about failing up you're going to fail. You're going to fail a lot in life. The important thing is to fail up so that when you fail, uh, you come out better for whatever it is. And, uh, as a, as a, a white person in this world, I, I can assure you I've failed a lot. Um, and I can assure you a lot of the time I haven't failed up. And so, uh, what I just try and focus on is taking on new ideas and realizing where I've been wrong and then trying to use that as an opportunity for growth rather than an opportunity to beat myself up or even worse, to make it about me to be like, Oh, this is so sad. I can't believe, I can't believe how wrong I was. Don't do that. Nobody cares. Rather than glorifying how wrong you were and how smart you are now, just shut up about it and be right from now on. That's the best best way to get uh, forward. So I'm kind of on a tangent now. It's getting late. I don't even know how long I've been going for because I can't see a timer. Ah, 30 minutes. That's not bad. Let's shut it down, guys. Um, check out Taroichi from Godspeed as well as all their other beers, which are all fantastic. Um if you know a bar that's opening or a brewery that's opening nearby you with a patio and you are in a position where you can feel safe and financially able to go support them, by all means do. Um, uh, but otherwise, be safe, take care of each other. Like I always say, um, it's a tough walk we're all in right now. And uh, so if you can, take care of somebody else. Check in on a friend offer a text, offer a call, whatever it is you do. Um, but no matter, be good to each other out there. And, uh, I will talk at you in a week. <laughs>